0: Hello, welcome to the LDS Study Session with me, your host, Matthew Roberts. This is episode 194, and uh, we are going to be looking today um, at another um, uh, article from the Enzyme, uh, again focusing on joy and happiness. Uh, After yesterday's uh, sharing of Elder Bednar's uh, article, uh, I then carried on reading, and there was a wonderful uh, piece uh, in there further uh, about the hunt for hope. Oh no, the hunt for happiness. I'm sorry uh, that it's called. Uh, It's actually by uh, a a brother from the Church magazines, David Dixon, Um, but I really liked it because uh, it talked about a number of things, uh, another another a number of aspects really about hope. Um, He says, kind of near the beginning of his article, "quote No, no, uh, no." Righteous living does not spare us from troubles and trials. None are spared, yet you can also expect God's help and healing. Aldeniel L. Anderson of the Corner of the Twelve Apostles taught, For you, the righteous, the healer of our souls, in his time and his way, will heal all your wounds, close quote. Um, and I loved it because he kind of gives strategies of happy people. Uh, and as I read them, I kind of just thought, you know, these are these are really important and really uh key points that as you hit on them and as you effect put them into effect in your life, happiness, true happiness, will begin to come even when there are difficulties. And what I like as well is that before he goes into these strategies, because we often talk about happiness and how, you know, if, you, if you're if you following the gospel, then, you know, you'll be happy. But the reality is, is that there'll be times where we are not happy. No matter how much we're living the gospel and no matter how much we're, we're doing the nine strategies that he does, there will be days that we are just not happy, and he also points out before these strategies that there are genetics involved with this as well, and that some people, you know, no matter what they do, will feel, you know, unhappiness, uh, you know, perhaps on a day-to-day basis. However, uh, it is important to point out that we can all have an impact on our happiness to some degree, uh, even if we are kind of dealt with, uh, you know, a depression or anxiety or just a general disposition for unhappiness in our genetics there are things we can do to help soften that uh you know for some it will be more difficult than others which is the case with all uh, trials and difficulties on this earth uh but he offers these nine strategies and so I thought I'd share them uh, in this episode podcast today this podcast episode today uh because I really found them uh, instructive and useful so the first strategy he, he shares is to live the gospel um we we know that in uh, Alma chapter forty two verse eight it says, "Now behold, it was not expedient that man should re reclaim from this temporal death, um, for that would destroy, uh, the great plan of happiness. This plan that the Savior has and, and well, our Heavenly Father and that the and that the Savior promoted and advocated, uh, was it was a plan of happiness, and it is happiness which we can receive as we." Place the gospel in the center of our life uh, to find this great joy and peace in our in our life many of the answers that we may have or many of the questions that sorry many of the questions that we may have or the answers that we might seek about life can be answered with the gospel, uh, particularly with the Lord the word, word of the Lord. The second strategy is to spend your day engaged in a good cause uh, we know that obviously um, we are told often if we are struggling to find happiness or or you know joy in what we do, then to serve others, uh, and then we will feel that that great boost. Uh, Elder Ulysses Suarez of the tw- Quorum of the Twelve Apostles said, "Achieving happiness typically involves a long sustained effort for something more important in life." Um, you know, if we spend all of our days, you know, relaxing and spending money alone then we wouldn't find any joy in that we'd want to do more we'd want to find more and we see that you know in society today but things such as raising a family in the gospel uh, or raising a family in general to be fair but raising a family uh, serving others uh, volunteering your time and talents you know these are things that will bring us joy uh, and peace along with in strategy three choosing gratitude um, i think that um we always have things that we are can be unhappy about, uh, but if we have that gratitude that we uh, that will be a blessing, or recognize the blessings in our lives, then we're more willing to be happy with what we have. Recently, in our white right, uh, light the world uh, initiative, we had the opportunity to say a prayer of gratitude, and it's something that I hadn't done for a while. I have done before, uh, but it it's a powerful thing to do, and that was. Uh, you know, uh, thinking about that and uh, and carrying it out does make us more uh, grateful for what we have. Strategy four is spending time outside. And I think this is where we kind of move from the general gospel answers of study the scriptures, be grateful, you know, be, be have gratitude for the things that you have, uh, serve others. Those are things we hear often when talking about happiness. But this is the first one which uh, I thought was quite interesting, which we don't often talk about. And actually, you know, we... uh we, it's true. Uh, in the Times magazine, apparently, it says this. People begin to feel psychologically restored after just 15 minutes of sitting outside in both the park and forest. Um, you know, spending time outside is, is a blessing for us. The, the beauty and the creation of the world around us is something to be enjoyed and something that, that uh, can bring us peace and, uh, and gratitude for the world around us. And so it's no surprise, really, that as we spend time outside... That uh, we can receive that that, that happiness. Similarly, uh, in strategy five is to limit screen time. Now, this was uh, what I thought was interesting. Uh, a bestselling author called Jean M. Twenge, Tweng I don't know, um, who studied this, said, "Quote: The more time people spend looking at screens, the more likely they are to report symptoms of depression." Um, screen time is obviously. Uh, an important aspect of today's world. It's an important uh, consideration and uh, decision to make in today's world. Uh, And I've often kind of sat with certain family around and we've all been sat on a screen. Whereas in the past, you know, we may have spoken more uh, to each other face to face. The argument is obviously that, you know, um, technology enables us to be in contact when we're not together much better. And that is a a great blessing and should be utilised. Uh, but not to lose uh, what we have going on around us, which again leads quite nicely into strategy six, which is be present. Um, it's It's something which i mean obviously this is in, in saying this Brother Dixon is more referring to um, things that we think about that we've done in the past rather than what we can do now in the present. Uh, but I think that um, it's something to important important to consider how we react. To the things around us rather than you know disengage from it um this was interesting what he said about being present he said we tend to find the greatest happiness and well-being when we live in and focus on what's happening in our lives right now in mental health and psychiatry circles the term mindfulness is a shorthand way of describing being fully engaged in the moment um and again, he's, he suggests that we do things to focus on things that we are doing today rather than things that have happened in the past. Strategy seven is connect with others, um, spending time with, with other people, with the, you know actual people rather than people uh, behind the screen. Um, he he uh, quotes a, a, a Emma Sapala, a PhD, who writes that strong social connection, quote, leads to a 50% increased chance of long, long, longevity, strengthens your immune system and helps you recover from disease faster. So not only is it you know mentally and, and socially better, but physically it's better to be sociable uh, and interact with others as well. Um, strategy eight, take care of your, your temple, which of course re- relates to your body, a healthy diet, exercise. Uh, I mean, this is something which is, is spoken about oft- often as well. And then um, strategy nine is look outward. And this is quite interesting. So obviously the previous eight strategies are quite obvious. And even, you know, when we don't talk about some of them in church as much, such as um, spending time outside. I think the rest then we speak about, though, socializing, uh, screen time, being present, living the gospel, and all the others, I think they are quite key ones but strategy nine is looking outward and that means not focusing on finding happiness which is interesting elder jeffrey r holland said this quote happiness is not easy to find running straight for it it is usually too elusive too too ephemeral too subtle if you haven't learned it already you will learn it in years ahead that most times happiness comes to us when we least expect it when we are busy doing something else happiness is always a byproduct of some other endeavor so I thought that was quite interesting the best thing we can do to find happiness is to just get ourselves focused on other things look at the things on the list and just pick out uh, kind of, what's the word goals or ambitions or tasks that we can keep focused on and we'll find that happiness comes in the doing of these things Uh, of course we can do things to try and find happiness but if we Engage ourselves in what we what we know we need to do each day. We can find that happiness will come its way. So I thought I'd just share this. And he talks about many other things as well. He talks about mental illness as well. Um, and, and you know he's kind of he's been through um, clinical depression as well. And so I think that that is something which um, was very important is very important to point out. Uh, and so. You know I just I want to share that and and there's nothing really more to say about it uh, and I would really re- recommend that you study it because I think that particularly in the month of December, whilst you know we do have Christmas coming up and we have you know that joy, there will obviously be some people that don't have you know the the amount of family around that I do and I'm grateful for my family but i I also am keenly aware of those people that do not have that at this time of year um, so that's something to consider. Another thing as well, really, is that um, I is that when we move past Christmas into January and February, it can be one of those times a year where people just feel really down and feel, you know, that happiness seep away. Uh, I think it's it's called Blue Monday or something like that. It's the third Monday in January, uh, and so this is a really useful and timely reminder of what things we can engage in to uh, enjoy uh, peace and happiness. I hope you enjoyed the study today if there's anything you've been studying i'd love to hear it at matt s roberts 90 uh, on uh, on twitter or email lds session at gmail.com once again thank you for your time and until we meet again